Welcome to The Intelligent Asset, a podcast on digitizing enterprise asset management, developing intelligent interactions, and building systems of intelligence for asset operations. For industry professionals who work in EAM and facilities management across transportation, the public sector, utilities, manufacturing, and large enterprises. We want to tie the global challenges we all share to the world of enterprise asset management and how we can all make change for the better, building a more sustainable collective future. And this episode is brought to you by IBM Maximo. For more on getting the most out of the world's leading asset management system, check out certasolutions.com. Welcome back to The Intelligent Asset. Uh, today, uh, we're talking with Arthur from Hello Scoot. This is part two of unlocking new forms of value in the race to net zero carbon emissions with Hello Scoot. Okay, so um, moving off off the the sort of economic and social and cultural dimension of things, talk to us a little bit about the technologies that you've deployed and and how you've integrated with it. So, you know, the, there's everything from blue, Bluetooth to mobile um, connection. You've got apps. You you must have motion sensors. Um, if you were able to detect um, a fall, um, talk us through some of the uh, the the geeky stuff or, or the nerdy stuff. Yeah, so it's 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 a, a, an electric moped is quite basic um, to start from there because we have a, you have a controller, you have batteries, and you have the motors, the engine. So. Um, it's, it's, it's quite easy to maintain. It's quite easy to connect. Uh, so within, within the mopeds, we worked with, uh, with our partners to, to connect uh, an IoT. Uh, and this IoT allows us to get information from the scooters uh, back into our platform, in our back office. And so uh, thanks to that, we can interact with the mopeds. And this gives us the level of battery, uh, this gives us the availability. This gives us the the all the historical data about the mopeds. Uh, this gives us the status of the top case, which is open or not. This gives us the the the, the 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 information if the engine is on or not. This gives us the speed uh, in real time, like a lot of information about the mopeds itself, uh, and allows us to interact with the mopeds. Also, here we have. We have this in this IoT, so you have two two antenna. What is one is for the GPS, um, one is for the GSM, and uh, we have a, a small capture for the Bluetooth, in order for the user to be able to interact with the Bluetooth while while the GSM connection is off, uh, which which is interesting sometimes for for us because we have some people that come to French Polynesia and don't have a, don't have data. They don't buy SIM cards or they don't have the roaming. Uh, it's too expensive. So they can just run the scooter through the app uh, with the Wi-Fi. And then when they are uh, in the middle of nowhere, like uh, swimming in the lagoon, when they want to stop the mopeds, they can do it with Bluetooth. So it's, it's really convenient. And and then our, our tools are, are divided in two. We, are, we have a tool for, for the customer service. Uh, so the back office, when we on, where we handle all the registration of the of the customers, uh, we see the driving license, we see um, all the email address, 
all the historic of trips, the payments. Uh, uh, we have everything under there, so so we can um, validate the accounts, be able to know who is who, uh, because we have we have a strong uh, commitment to, to 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 safety and to um, to respect of our term of use. Uh, we sometimes have people that try to. Uh, have two different accounts with the same driving license, for example. So we try to be to be uh, very careful with that because with the insurance, we, they are not covered if they, they use the moped, for example. Um, so we have this back office where we handle all the customer service and the users. Um, we also handle the the vehicles in there, uh, we ha where we have all the all the events that happen in the life of the vehicle. So if there was a fall, for example, so the fall is it's quite simple. It's as you take your phone and your phone is up and your phone is down and it recognizes whether it's up or down. So you have exactly the same technology in the IoT. And so when the mopeds fall, we have an alert that creates the tickets and we know who is rating what mopeds at what time and where they are. So uh, that's why we put in place this procedure internally to to to, to give uh, to to send an internal message to people to understand if they are right. First, but also to be uh, to be able to to check if the moped is okay to to be uh, rent again uh, yeah. to be rented again because if if you have an issue of, of safety because someone has rent the moped before and don't declare anything and the, the customer after is renting something like very shady it's it's not good for us at all so we try to be very careful about that um, and uh, and then we have the we have a whole team that is on the field. That is the, the fleet management team, and they have their own tool to check the mopeds uh, each day. So they will check the level of batteries if they need to swap it. They will they will check the the cleanliness of the mopeds, and they will take picture of every moped every day to be to understand whether some parts are more used than than others. Uh, and uh, we are we are under assessment to to have this picture. Um, 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 analyzed by, uh, by an AI mm -hmm. to understand whether more so, several parts of the scooter are more used than the others and what are the lifetime cycles of, of some parts to, to understand how often we need to change it, what are the costs and how we improve the cost behind. So you have a bit of a view. <laughs> yeah, okay, excellent. Well, yeah, the, the, the technical term um, for what you just described is asset performance management. Which is a, which is actually a category of um, intelligent asset management. Um, so, so you are actually using what is it essentially uh, when you're taking photos of the scooters and, and checking their condition? That is an inspection um, uh, process, and and you're in the process of um, using AI to analyze that. Or you actually are currently using AI to, to look at it. No, we are we are in the process. Right. We are in the process. To, to, today we have. Um, we, what what is challenging with with Hello Scoot is the fact we we use um, tools for big fleets and we are a small fleet. Yeah. So we 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 try to 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 to, to, to grow and having tools that can. Uh, yep. automate some tasks that don't make sense for people to do. Like compare two pictures to see if there is a scratch. They, there is no real point to do it for, 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 for someone. Uh, go actually on the field to take the pictures because we need to. 
yeah. because we need to actually fix something or check the helmets. So it makes sense. Uh, but on the back office, if we can have it done by something, I guess it makes sense. But today we 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 still need to to have this uh, uh, this this analyze about whether it's economically speaking a uh, uh, good choice or not. So we have we are trying to find solutions. So one of the challenges I imagine that there is, especially around um, batteries and battery life are the temperatures and the humidity that you're dealing with uh, in in the environment that, that you have there. Have you, have you found um, any particular challenges around temperature and humidity in, in terms of the, the management of the fleet and, and battery life? Um, yeah, we do. We do have different challenges that we have that uh, that other uh, fleet managers have. Um, so our our Mopes provider is French, so they they, they have a, a huge fleet in Paris, for example, in Bordeaux. Um, us in French Polynesia, so we have we have these Mopes that are a bit made for the French market. And in French Polynesia, we have. So I can give you two examples. It's not like. It, it doesn't happen every day, but it did happen several times, and it's really, really new. So we have this sun that is you you you've seen it when you, you were here. It's like freaking hot. But when it's when the mopeds are sleeping under the sun on a parking lot, so you have like you have the concrete, you have no trees in the middle of the city. It's not really like really friendly city environment. It's like really concrete yeah. everywhere. So it's really, really, really hot. So we had um, the where the batteries are placed in the mopeds is actually today in um, in Iran, you know, and so we had a couple of times battery cutting out, but we didn't understand exactly the reason. So so we we analyzed the logs of the batteries and we understood that the temperature was too high, so they put in a security mode. So we need. To address uh, this level of temperature for the for the batteries to be to be able to still run, so the people can rate it. Um, also, at, at the exact opposite, we have huge rains, really really huge rains. So uh, the same, the battery, the, the scooters are under the rain. The rain is quite okay, but these vehicles are made to be under the rain. They are they are, they are completely waterproof, and so on. There is no issues. But at some point, the rain will go under the seats along the, the battery cable and fall a little, you know, just a little. It, it, it can be raining for three days. It will go one or two drops. And then we find the battery that is not working. So we get, okay, we see, okay. so the BMS is completely, the, the battery management system is completely wet and out. So it happens one or two times, but it still happens. So we need to make like some, some changes on the moped. So we really keep, keep the batteries Completely out of the out of the sun and out of the of the rain, and and so we have also developed uh, one of the one member of our team is specialized on the on the battery, and so he can fix the batteries and can replace battery management system because uh, we are fifteen thousand kilometers away from our supplier, and with twelve hours jet lag, and if we want to have a quick call to to explain something and we free off to have a battery of replacements, it's cost, it's time. And uh, it's also sometimes not possible to ship back a battery. 
yeah. because it's considered a dangerous goods by the mm. by the, the most of the transporters, and so it's it's really complicated. So we had to develop our own uh, our own uh, craftsman uh, shift uh, team to to repair the batteries. Yes, I, I hadn't considered that um, uh, challenge in, in terms of shipping lithium-ion batteries. Um, I, I, I expect your supply has to come from by sea. Um, and so <laughs> sending them back for repairs just wouldn't be an option in terms of the amount of time that would be involved. Okay. Yeah, I... I I guess uh, on another dimension, what have you found um, from a cultural standpoint, you know, in terms of the behaviors of, of tourists versus locals and in terms of the, you know, utilization of, uh, of the fleet? We don't see really a really huge adoption of the system. Um, we, we, it is very new and most of the people are already equipped to, to move around, so we 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 appeal to be more that more uh, solution that is here for the days uh, I have an issue. Uh, we are not a day-to-day -day, uh, service, but we are here uh, as a replacement of something that they cannot use. Right, their car. Um, so culturally speaking, it's really really the the the, the, the basic thing. Uh, we have these people that have that. that no car for the day, so they or they use it as a second vehicle uh, because it's more convenient. But yep. on the day-to-day -day basis, they don't do like home to work with our scooters um, for, for for several reasons. But I also think that we have a huge uh, a huge curb a huge uh, line of adoption uh, that is that is ongoing. Uh, another thing that was that was uh, uh, quite funny is. Uh, how the people approach the the prices. Um, so we rent by the minutes uh, because we because I find it convenient. At first I say, okay, we if you want to rent it for 10 minutes, you don't have to get it for one day. So you you have less expenses and you you are not responsible for the mopeds when it's sleeping on the parking lot. You know, it's yeah. been broken, it's not your responsibility, you take another one. It's really cool. You just walk by yourself if you want to go back home by walking. Some someone is speaking. It's really cool. Um, but people were making the calculation in their head, saying, "Okay, but if if I want to take it for one day, it's gonna it's gonna cost me four hundred dollars." We were like, "No, no, just just taking for the amount of time you need." Uh, no, it's like no. I want to take it for one full day, and it was actually. The kind of uh, um, like uh, shock we needed to understand that uh, people need also to have a budget for dedicated time when they use the moped, especially like the visitor, the tourists. Uh, they want to to understand that if they do that 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 with the mopeds, they want to have their their own mopeds for for the time of their travel, the time of their trip, and so we needed to adapt it to adapt the price. Uh, very differently from 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 what uh, uh, what is shown in the big city, what is done in the big cities. Uh, so so that was that was interesting, but that was also challenging because it's, it's changing also the business models. So you are we are in the uh, in in between of something like which is very new and innovative, selling by the minutes, 
So if you say by the minutes and you sell a lot of minutes, you you really have an asset that is really overproductive and you can gain a lot of money. But if you sell it by the day, the mopeds is sleeping more and you need more mopeds to be able to address the markets by the minutes because you need more vehicles to be present like everywhere. So it's 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 still quite challenging to understand how we deploy uh, how many mopeds uh, and what is exactly the price. And but it was it was it was um, it was it was not easy to understand that people wanted to compare to what actually exists and yeah. they needed to point to actually make the make the difference in what is actually uh, the price compared to existing solutions. Yeah, I suppose we're we're getting into the field of behavioral economics here in, in terms of understanding people's mental models in relation to the the utilization of of the service. So the mental model that you bring as a tourist is obviously different to one who is a resident. And there's there's also from a uh, a I guess a fleet management perspective a balance to be struck between um the number of of units that you have in your fleet relative to the utilization like do you use any particular models or or algorithms to try and figure out that balance because clearly if 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 the business model is based on a per minute consumption utilization yet you at the other end of the spectrum have people wanting to take it for a day or a week and keep it for that uh that day or that week then your uh the number of possible vehicles that you have available for the per minute side of things is reduced what have you found around that and talk us through some of those models so what we what we do is actually understand where the mopeds are needed so we don't uh, we don't actually use the availability uh, and, and 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 structure of how much mopeds are available in the global but we structure it like where mopeds should be available um, from the experience, we know where people want mopeds. So we know um, when when you are a visitor, you're staying in Airbnbs, in hotels, in pensions, and stuff like that. And, and uh, it's, it's a small it's, it's it's a small island. So uh, from experience, we know where we have to put it for the for the people to find it and to uh, and to rent it. So we just put back an, an available moped every time. That is that it is missing on the spots. Uh, that is really that is really plain simple, but it takes a lot of energy for the team to take a moped on this area to get it back in this area and to understand that uh, after four or five p.m. the in this area the rental are almost finished for the day. Yeah. So we can take the mopeds from here to go there, and so we we try to cross. Uh, the place is geographically, 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 <laughs> and the and the the time of the day that are, that the mopeds are actually used, and the days of the weeks, and so compared to the days of the week and the time of the day, we know we have to balance mopeds in days or days areas. Okay, and I I guess it's a question I haven't haven't asked, but what is the size of the fleet that that you operate? We have we have fifty scooters today. Right. So it's 
It's, it's rather, rather small. We have 40 scooters in Tahiti and 10 scooters in Morea. Right. Uh, so it's, 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 it's really a small size of fleet and we don't, we don't have like the, the, the issues of balancing like 100 like scooters at, at once right. at night. So it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and, and just out of curiosity, how many batteries does that represent? It's uh, 150 batteries. Right. So, and there's two batteries per scooter. And so you, you basically operate um, one third spare capacity or, or uh, charging and maintenance, etc. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we have, we have something a bit, a bit different about the charging. Uh, we, we, we are trying to do something with Total Energy. Uh, which is one of our partners. And so we have, we have a strong partnership with them because they provide us parking spots in the gas stations mm-hmm. um, in order for the people to understand that they can go in the gas station and find mopeds there and they can park there. So we also, we also answer to the issue of the, of the landlords we, we, we spoke a bit earlier. And yeah. on the other side, we try to add uh, some service in the stations so people can go there and swap batteries. So you will have uh, this guy putting gas in your car. Now he's like swapping your batteries in the gas station. So for for us, it makes two things. It it allows our customer to go further and to use unlimited amount of battery and to swap it any time of the day, any time of the week. And on the other side is it reduces our time of consumption on our time of of, um, our need in the team to go on the field and actually change batteries of the mopeds, so it's 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 quite interesting in in innovative model because it's not done in a lot of uh, uh, sharing operators. It's it's done in Taiwan with automated like really uh, uh, machine when you can swap your batteries by yourself with Gogoro. It's done in Paris with D-Way, but um, it's 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 really new and we have this. Uh, this, this local thing that someone is really swapping your battery, so you have this quick chat with the guy. You know, it's, it's really cool. Right. And just to, to kind of round things off then, what are some of the future um, business aspirations of HelloScoot that you can that talk about? A, yeah, that is a huge question at the time for me, actually. So it's we we... We, we obviously need to expand our fleets um, because we have we have uh, we have really uh, a lot of um, of demands by the market. So uh, we want to expand our fleet first. We want also to try uh, new vehicles uh, because you described your 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 experience with Avis. So we want to be able to offer the same experience for the scooters, but also for the cars uh, because we I, I really think there is something really interesting in this and it's a way to to onboard people from cars to micro mobility or to something else um, and obviously there is new territories that we try to explore um, but it's not quite easy because we have a small fleet we are on the main islands so we need to understand what is the uh, the effort compared to the revenue that we can generate if we go to smaller islands or if we change completely to con- to one other country. If you go to New Zealand, for example, will be amazing, but it's another size of fleet. It's other cultural uh, challenges and so on. Yeah. So we are, we are we are thinking about it. So if, if you want to, if if you have some clues, I will be very interesting <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> okay, excellent. 
Um, such a privilege to have you with us today, and hopefully there are some insights here for those of us in the Pacific region about the ways we can make a difference to sustainability and electrification of transport. Arthur, please uh, let people know where they can find out more about Hello Scoot, and we'll put the details down below in the, in the podcast, sure. but uh, how can they get in touch with you? We are on TikTok, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, we are on LinkedIn, we have a website. You can, if you tap Hello Scoot Tahiti, you should find us very easily. Excellent. And if anybody wants to connect with you um, professionally, you, you're on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, would be my pleasure. So yeah, look up Arthur from Hello Scoot. All right. Um, Maruru Arthur and merci beaucoup. Thank you very much for the invitation, Maruru. For more on getting the most out of the world's leading asset management system, IBM Maximo, check out certasolutions.com.